Hey, this is Huckleberry, and you're listening to the Unbelievers Podcast. There were several groups. One of the principal ones was the reptilians from the Iran complex. Without any exaggeration, it was like being on fire inside. Rats were eating up inside. This stuff was in my mouth. It felt like it was 500 pounds. It was unbelievably first question would be, were you a member of the Church of Satan, a card-carrying member of the Church of Satan? I don't understand. There's always an argument for everything. You know, just because um, somebody can fake something doesn't necessarily mean it's born, we found a life form. And that's when I started shitting my pants. So for the person who called, um, I am carrying an alien. An alien, alien baby, we cover it right here, okay? Okay. Something is happening. What is it? That's the question. So do UFOs exist? Depends on what you mean exists. The 1947 UFO crash near Roswell, New Mexico, arguably the most well-known event in the history of ufology. A case involving a crash flying disc that was retrieved by the U.S. military, along with its three alien crew members. While this case has been thoroughly investigated for decades and dozens of eyewitnesses have come forward to tell their experience, no photographic or video evidence had ever been found. That is, until 1992 and the discovery of a film. Tonight, join us as we dial it all the way back to the 1990s to discuss the biggest paranormal TV event of the grunge era, a special that left many viewers saying, I want to believe, and also, I want to throw up. We're talking alien autopsy, fact or humbug, right here on the program, where you continue to learn to unlearn everything you know. Hello and welcome to the Unbelievers Podcast. I'm your host, Russ Ryan, and joining me tonight is my co-host in California, Drea Mora. Hello, Drea. Hi. And on Long Island, our soundboard engineer and producer, Rob Oakey. For those haters out there who think this is fake, I'll stop you right there. What's up, guys? Hi, sorry, Rob, for hating. (laughs) Yeah, for those haters out there. (laughs) But yes, coming back, uh, talking about haters, we're going back to the world of ufology tonight. And we're going to talk about (laughs) what I think, I'm going to say this is probably the biggest event in, like, ufology in the 90s. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah. If it's, I think it is. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're talking tonight about the alien autopsy video, and I think this is like just one yes. of those oh huge, yeah, yes. huge watershed, insanely popular moments that happened. And let's just get into it now. The alien autopsy video. Tonight, we're going to discuss a very famous event in the annals of ufology, one of the most controversial and debated videos ever created, the 1995 Alien Autopsy video. So that's why I paid the 90s music. We're going we're gonna to get oh. in the mindset, we're get in the, mindset uh-huh. of the 90s for the time here, and that's the most 1995 song there is. It's pretty gangster. It was a gangster way to start the show, to be yeah, honest. I, thought that I don't we were think just we've. going to start partying, really, instead yeah. of talking about this stuff. 
we're starting off in Gangster's Paradise. Like, Shit. you can't start off in a better spot. Let's do this. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's get into it. So, The Alien Autopsy is a 17-minute black and white film supposedly depicting a secret medical examination or autopsy of an alien by the U.S. military. The strange film footage was released to the world by Brit entrepreneur Ray Santilli who claimed he obtained it in a 1992 from a retired U.S. military cameraman while seeking archive footage of Elvis Presley in the U.S. So this guy is looking around for great Elvis footage, and he obtains this video. He went on to sell the footage to TV stations in 33 countries. Fox Television broadcast the footage, and it was hosted by none other than Jonathan Frakes in the U.S., on August 28, 1995, <laughs> under the title Alien Autopsy, colon, Fact or Fiction. And that is what we're talking about tonight. And another reason for focusing on this, of course, the inclusion of Jonathan Frakes as the host of this Alien Autopsy event. Yes. How can you not yes. include it at that point? Frakes. Jonathan Frakes is the dude who looks like your dad's friend. <laughs> I, th I think he's one of the best paranormal has ever, though. Don't y'all agree? Yeah, he's got a good uh, tone, good delivery and everything. He's He doesn't have a punchable face. He has a nice he's face. He's fantastic. He's great at what he does. He's, go, he's got like this little smirk that goes along with it at the end. He's, he's great, man. And those piercing blue eyes and all those questions he asks you that were rhetorical. I love it. Well, yeah, what, that hairdo, He's you can't beat it. What do you think about it, Jonathan Frakes? Uh, is that right, Mr. Frakes? Yes, it is. You're right. It's fact. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're right. You were right. Yes, it was. It happened. It happened. You're right again. You're right. You were correct. It's fact. It happened. <laughs> this one took place. See, his voice is so uh, encouraging I th I and soothing. So. He makes you feel like you did a real good job. <laughs> I love that. I love those videos. Yeah, well, he's the best. And here it is now. Alien Autopsy Fact or Fiction Intro with Jonathan Frakes. Intro. <laughs> The following program deals with controversial subjects. The theories, opinions, and beliefs expressed are not the only possible interpretation. Viewers are invited to make a judgment based on all available information. If what you are about to see is real, it's the most startling film footage in history. Although we remain skeptical, some experts believe this is authentic footage of an alien life form. Real or not, we must warn you. This appears to be an actual autopsy. And some of the footage you will see in the next hour is very gruesome. Stay with us as we put the question to you. Alien autopsy, fact or fiction? Yeah. Whoa. If I'm in 1995, <clears throat> I'm getting blown away right yeah, now. Yeah. Now, you got to think about it. This was on Fox television. This came on primetime, and the ratings for this were huge. And they even replayed it twice after. Is that where I saw after. this? What, television? I saw it had somewhere, to be. like, as this... a kid. Is that where it was? Was it, was it on Fox? Yes, it was a huge Fox television event where they were going to show the film footage of this alien autopsy. And uh, so it started. The documentary starts off for a good while. It is just a history of the UFO crash at Roswell. And they talk about the recovery of the ship. And we all know this story. We don't have to relate this to everybody. We know the Roswell story. Ship crashes, three alien bodies found at the crash scene. And this leads to the autopsy video that was now unearthed by this guy, Ray Santilli. And they get to it now as Frakes returns. Here in the desert just outside Roswell is where the alleged crash happened some 50 years ago. Was it a flying saucer? Were there alien bodies on board? Or was it just a weather balloon, as the Air Force claimed? People still come and look for some kind of clue. But the evidence of the alien crash didn't come from here. 
it was revealed halfway around the world. An alien autopsy is always going to be the subject of ridicule. Who's going to believe that an alien autopsy is an alien autopsy? It's just a ridiculous subject. Ray Santilli owns a small music and video distribution company in London. He was acquiring some 1950s rock and roll footage when an elderly American cameraman he had been dealing with said, by the way, I have something else to show you. Oh. And, you know, we looked at it, and it was just the most incredible piece of film. And uh, you know, obviously, my first impression is, this can't be real. Yeah, you look at your rock and roll footage, and the guy pretty much said, hey, come here, check yeah, this that's, out, right? that's what I thought, too. Yeah, that's... Uh... We might have to tack it on. Play the first soundboard hey, clip. Hey, come here and check this out. <laughs> yeah, play, play the first soundboard clip. I think we could tack it on to that. By the way, I have something else to show you. <laughs> hey, come here and check this out. By the way, I have something else to show you. Hey, come here and check this out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know that we're not doing black flags anymore, but that is kind of... Uh, all, well, let's go back to red flags. It's a red flag because why would you just suddenly just pick a random person like, hey, by the way... I have a video to show you. Does he do that to everybody? Yeah, that's so weird. I don't know. If you, it's just a guy who's looking for rock and yeah. roll videos, too. It's not like a, a deep research. It's like, of oh, <laughs> you're into rock and roll? I think you're also into aliens. Come here and check this out. Yeah, imagine how weird that would be if some old guy was just like, check yeah, this Yeah, you don't know what it's going to be. shows you that be like, fucking no video. Thanks. You're like, I'm going to leave. What? Who the fuck are you, dude? And where did you get and this And why from? me? Why did you want to show me this, you know? Yeah, why are you showing me this? I don't know. We're going to find out, though, because Frakes gives us a great description of what the Santilli tapes contain. And this is some more just really top-notch voice work over. Or voiceover work. I can't do it. <laughs> what Santilli saw and eventually purchased were reels of black and white film showing an autopsy being performed on a strange humanoid being. The cameraman who claims to have had a top military clearance, told Santilli that in 1947 he was flown urgently to Roswell, where he filmed the recovery of several of these beings, both alive and dead, as well as the autopsy of one of them. Hmm. Yeah. Alive and so dead. So this is what Santilli has gotten into already, right? He's got this tape, but we get more of Santilli himself and about how he acquired this amazing footage. He set aside certain canisters of film which he felt there were, were problems in processing and they, they needed special treatment during processing. The rest he sent straight back to Washington. And um, when he eventually processed the, uh, the remaining canisters, uh, he tried uh, and went to great lengths to try and get Washington to come and pick the reels of film up, but they didn't. He kept it in a cardboard box. Simple as that. And he kept it in his archive. The question of, well, is it a hoax, then goes back to the incident itself. What he saw was a disc, a flying disc that had crashed. It was on his back. He saw all these creatures that he calls freaks laying outside of the vehicle, screaming in pain for most of it. But he can't tell you where they came from. He doesn't know. Yeah, he don't know. And they're freaks. I like that, <laughs> that the guy calls them freaks. I thought he but said they were freaks. Yeah, first... First, they're freaks. Oh, no. It's a bunch of freaks. At, at first, they called them strange beings. Now, what did what, would, what did he just call them at, like two seconds ago? He said something else derogative about them. He's being real mean to these guys right off the bat. It. Well, he's telling the story of, you know, what what this cameraman went through and then the cameraman offered them up. Uh, I guess no one was taking at the time, so they ended up just sitting in a box for years. Yeah, I don't know why the guy himself didn't just come forward. Like, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe Santilli will tell us why. So why is Santilli unwilling to reveal the cameraman's identity? 
Yeah. Our agreement with the cameraman was to protect his privacy, which is how we acquired the footage in the first place. If he can get some kind of assurance that he's not going to be hounded uh, by, by people, he may want to uh, come out. I don't know. He may be watching this program right now. Hello, hello. Yeah, I guess it is kind of a dumb question. <laughs> it's the pretty much the most obvious answer possible. Makes sense. The dude is damaged. He's damaged. He he's seen some shit. He's seen aliens like after a crash, just screaming in the desert. Imagine how terrifying that is. That leaves a mark on somebody's yeah, mind. It does that, sound traumatic. That'll fuck you up. It also. I mean, yeah. I can see it being a combination of things. Um, besides, you know, that kind of trauma that you don't really want to relive or be known for, like. You don't want to be seen as crazy if people don't believe you, and then it's going to, you know, tarnish That's your name true. forever. So I get it. I do. Yeah, and one true. of the things we're going to hear a little later is um, just, I mean, a lot of people know it's just a little reminder of how brutal some of the stuff at the uh, Roswell crash actually was. But I like this next part. They have an expert on none other than Philip Mantle, the partner and publisher of Calvin Parker's books. That's cool. Son I, of a bitch, yeah. Philip Mantle. This is a nice. young Philip Mantle, 1995 action going. I, I've actually been in communication with him about, uh, you know, interviews with Calvin Parker and stuff. So this was really yeah, cool right. running, running in him on this uh but let's hear him now if he is telling the truth and i've no reason to doubt that if this was you know a crash of a, a space vehicle from wherever that it is the mo most momentous event in in human history and he owes it to mankind to tell his story i'm going to bet you and i've been doing this business for 30 years that this man probably lives somewhere in florida in order to verify the existence of this <laughs> cameraman, we turn to world-renowned investigator, William C. Deere. All that wow. typing. Oh, there was what a, a classic was a first line, though. He, he's definitely in Florida. It's like, what? Who are you talking about? Are you talking about, you talking about <laughs> Philip Mantle, who was speaking kind of eloquently before that? But, yeah, that's William Deere. <laughs> So he's talking about the cameraman. He's saying because the cameraman's old, he probably lives in Florida. Well, that's such yeah, a... Yeah, talk about derogatory. Yeah, that's maybe. a weird statement to make. He's just like, this dude probably lives in Florida. He didn't need to say sure. that at all. Like, why did he point that out? <laughs> and it's almost <laughs> yeah, like it's mirror true. image uh, statements there because Philip Mandel is saying, you know, I think this is really important. You know, maybe he should feel comfortable to come he out. At, at least that's kind of what I get from him. He's like, maybe he should just come out and uh, say it. And this guy's like, I'm going to hunt him. Like, I know where he lives. I'm going to find him. I'm going <laughs> to sniff out this rat. If he's not coming forward, we got this guy to sniff him out. So, yeah, this yeah, William Ford's C. Got Deer. <laughs> oh, this guy, yeah, he's just a really cool guy. Uh, he's got a pinky ring. He's got a fancy suit sounds on. Sounds like he wears a hat. Oh, okay. Uh, he does. He's got all suit. that typing going on. Very fancy suits. And uh, <laughs> here he and some others, they talk more about the autopsy shitty phone camera guy. When you all brought me this case to take a look at, I, I have to tell you, it was quite skeptical. Is there a cameraman? Does he really exist? Did he exist? And can I find it? The answer really lies with the cameraman. That's where the answer lies in trying to authenticate this film one way or the other. We've satisfied ourselves uh, that the footage is genuine. You know, it's not, it's not a question of the Hitler diaries or, 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 or a situation like that. All we're doing is we're placing it into the public domain and saying, look, here it is, please investigate us. Yeah, yeah that's, Ray, that's Ray Santilli at the end. He's just putting it out there. He's done his research. Now you do yours. I like that because he's just letting people draw their own conclusions instead of saying what it is. And that that offers a shred of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm he's, lost the he's word. He's the but incredible to you. Nothing, uh, yeah. Like, he has nothing. He's not trying to prove anything. You know, he's being very genuine. There you go. 
Authentic. Yeah. There's the two words that I was looking for. <laughs> so far, this one comes up incredible to me. Fucking incredible. Yeah. Well, there's big time, like 14% of like its time slot rated show at the time. This thing was nominated for an award, for a Saturn Award, this documentary. Mm. Wait, what the hell is a Saturn Award? We're all winners at the end of the day. <laughs> it's, it's it sounds time. awesome, actually. I, uh, the Saturn is, Award? I'll take the Saturn, No, you're getting the Uranus Award, Rob. Right? You oh, know that. Fuck yeah. Well, fuck you're, up for, yeah. You're, you're nominated for it, so you haven't won yet. Oh, Sorry. We have to have an award oh, show okay. at some point. The, the Fingers Uranus crossed. Awards. Fingers crossed. I think you we should. Uranus. But <laughs> it's time now for the big moment, and they're going to play the actual alien abdu- uh, autopsy. Don't want to call it abduction. <laughs> they play the actual alien autopsy movie on television. Now, it's oh, silent. Oh, they should not have done that. It's silent, but the Frakes, he will guide us through it. This could be the world's first look at an actual being from another planet. <gasps> you are watching the autopsy of what some say is an alien from outer space. Though silent, the 17-minute film is as dramatic as any science fiction thriller to come out of Hollywood. But this may not be a filmmaker's fantasy. This could very well be real. The strange body appears intact, except for an ugly wound on the right thigh. Two mysterious doctors wearing contamination suits study its bizarre features. A third person wearing a mask watches from behind the glass partition. Is this indeed a top-secret military autopsy performed on an alien in 1947? <laughs> could you imagine this happening again in here now in you know no. with social media and like if this happened on Twitter or something like that now a big event like this well all no yes and no because well no for two reasons actually no because uh this has already been done and everybody would just think that it well, would just could... be hidden away. If it was real, they would hide it away. And if it was real and they decided to show it, everybody would be like, well, there's all this deep fake stuff. It's just so easy to to fake it now as opposed to back yeah. then. It would I can't too. help but think about the guy, whoever works like for the FBI or for like the X Files department that exists within the government, <laughs> and they're just like they're just like, God damn it! Like, how did this get out? Yeah. What is going on here? Who let this out? Did, like, somebody somewhere is fingers. like shaking their legs. Someone, no, they they probably got just not even fired but beheaded. Or yeah, it right. They're, yeah, they're yeah. They never exist. Never gonna together. see them. I told yeah. you. I told you. Looked at that canister of chubby checker videos. I told you. Left it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before. Yeah. He, how does that Elvis. happen? Jesus. How do they let this one slip? This seems like an important tape. Like, the, like there shouldn't have well, been extra late. copies. Well, of it this. sounds like they never had it, Rob. They never. They're had out it, there. Right? They had a chance to get it back, and but now they're gonna investigate the video by first going to some of the relatives or the eyewitnesses, and they're gonna see if the alien in this video. Is he's getting uh, he's getting cut up, but they're gonna see yeah. if he matches what they saw. And one of them recalls this about the alien contact in Roswell. According to Frankie Rowe, her father discovered three beings still alive at the crash site. He kept saying, "There's no need for us to be afraid. They're not here to hurt us." And he said that he really felt badly that we couldn't help them. The cameraman writes that he photographed three strange beings. Each was crying, clutching a box close to his chest. They cried louder as we approached, he writes. One of the officers managed to pry loose the box by hitting the being with the butt of his rifle. That's just a depressing little Roswell detail they throw in while they're talking about this. Yeah, I, I found like a recording. That. I found a recording of what what they sounded like when when the guy was was filming them. You want to hear what it sounds oh, like? Yeah. Oh yeah. hell yeah, Rob, bring it. 
No. <laughs> Theodore, don't. <laughs> yeah, good one. Oh, man, that's so sad, though. <laughs> if they sounded like that, that'd be even worse. Just forget they were just roughing these guys up that landed there. You know, aliens or not, whatever they were, they were getting the business. But it's time to do some real investigating, not just asking people what their grandpa saw and if it looked like this thing. And they're going to talk about how accurate does this thing actually look. It has a TV special now, after all. What does this thing look like? We've looked closely at some of the objects in the room. Our purpose? To determine whether they even existed in 1947. The wall clock. A general electric model is indeed from the 1940s. And that black phone with the heavy receiver and the curly cord is a Bell Standard model from 1937. Though they could all be purchased later, their presence in the room is nonetheless consistent with the time period. Okay, so this all adds up. These props, they're period-appropriate props. This video is if not on props. TV. as a, It's just the most fake thing ever. All the props can be dated to the time period. Yeah, everything lines up. It seems seems legit. It's incredible so far. Yeah. Check it yeah, out. Seems pretty incredible. Check it off. We're getting a few checks so far. The props, check it out. But what about the film itself? It's not on. It's like on a Betamax or VHS. There's nothing ridiculous that would mm. give it away. Uh, it's on film. But what's the deal, Frakes? That brings us to the film itself. Can it be dated? We took the film to Larry Kate, who spent 16 years in the manufacturing division of Kodak. Eastman Kodak Company, in trying to distinguish the age of the film, keeps track of the date of manufacture, and this is done through geometric codes. And the symbols on the edge code were a square and a triangle, which were used in Rochester, New York, by Eastman Kodak Company to denote the following years of manufacture, 1927 or 1947 or 1967. All right, Ooh, the okay. film checks out, too. It has the symbols, 1947, it all adds up. Yeah, this okay. is where it starts to get weird. This is where, like, you start to, like... Wait, is this shit real? Could this possibly be real? Bitch, it might be. Yeah. So the film stock itself could be from 1947. But what about the way it was shot? So the film stock itself could be from 1947. What about the way it was shot? <laughs> the very look of the film reveal about its authenticity. It would make much sense to think that, yes, this film could have been shot in the late 40s, early 50s. Paolo Kerke Uze is senior curator of motion pictures at Eastman House in Rochester, New York. I'm often asked how difficult it is to fake a film. The answer is no. <laughs> you cannot fake a motion picture that easily. <laughs> it would require an amount of technical know-how, of sophistication, that would make the operation not worthwhile. Yes, yeah, Paolo Uze <laughs> believes it, and he's from Eastman House. Is it another yeah. check? Yeah. How difficult is it to fake a film? No. 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 That's, that's, that's no. all you get out of him. I no. love it. Eastman House, one rule. Film fake, no. So no. it seems so far it seems like everyone agrees that this is the greatest event ever. But maybe not. Not everyone agrees though, as we'll oh, hear. Geez. Mm. I have to say I feel that what we've seen here is a hoax. Alan Davio is one of Hollywood's most acclaimed cinematographers. He was the director of photography on E.T., Bugsy, Empire of the Sun, and Congo. Davio is suspicious of the film because of how it regularly goes out of focus as if to hide what may not be real. What we're seeing here is, is a, somebody photographing this intentionally letting the image go out of focus. It just doesn't make sense that he would go in and make no adjustment on the focus. The fact that it lost focus is consistent with uh, the type of equipment that uh, they had to be using. 
Boom! Okay. They shut him down quick, mm, Alan yeah, Davio. Yeah, good, good. E.T., Congo, Bugsy, the best <laughs> films. Yeah, he probably <laughs> yeah, makes them... They're, they're so easy to make entertaining, too. Um, well, also, you can have the best equipment in the world and still be so emotionally affected by what you're actually seeing, you know, and impacted. Like, I can't believe that he wouldn't adjust the focus. It's like he's looking at a fucking alien, you know? Yeah, not to not to even talk about the fact that the dude's wearing a full-on, like, jumpsuit with just this little slit to look through, that he's looking through he's, this mask yeah. into a camera to try to see what's going on. So, he's honestly, doing his best, you for those that, haters man. out there who think this is fake, I'll stop you right there. Honestly. <laughs> there you go. Tell him, Rob. <laughs> well, look, if you guys are on the side of this being real, hey, you got to love that guy coming and defending the film. And oh, guess yeah. what? You are not going to believe his name. Roderick Ryan knows as much as anyone about what it was like filming for the military in the 1940s. A combat cameraman for the Navy, he photographed the most secret government projects during the 40s and 50s, including the atomic bomb tests at Bikini Atoll. The cameras uh, in general use at that time by the military were uh, Filmo cameras made by Bell and Howell. The camera did not have through the lens focusing. So if it maintained focus, uh, there could be the possibility that it was done with modern day equipment, which you can maintain focus, and uh, that it was simulated rather than real footage from 1947. Yeah, see, Rod Ryan, he thinks it's real. All right, let's hear a soundboard clip. I want to hear a little bit of that. Roderick Ryan knows as much as anyone about what it was like. Yeah, he, he sounds like your ancient ancestor from medieval times. Like, <laughs> like you, he's your great, great, great grandfather. I just feel like Ryan. it's just his actual grandfather, not not even that far back. I love that his name is Rod. Yeah, his name is Rod. Exactly, Ryan. it's perfect. It, this what is what Russ hell? aspires to be. Someone stole he's the great. identity. He looks like the old man Captain America, like I don't believe I will kind of guy too. He looks just <laughs> like that. He's great. He goes, there's but, rods on your tape. Yeah, it's Rob Ryan's. <laughs> <laughs> but these experts, they seem split on believing it or not. But even the doubters, they're giving props to this alien autopsy video for its production value. I will say that there's some terrific work done here, but I do not believe that this is a real event that I'm seeing. Every fake I've seen, the impression of fake comes up immediately. Let's put ourselves in the position of someone who decides to make a fake. Why in the world someone would invest such an amount of money, of efforts, of mise-en-scene to put together a 23 minutes film of this kind? defies reason it doesn't make sense <laughs> the, the, it the existence of this makes absolutely so little sense that it makes it real it, it no one would yeah. <laughs> ever do this why who would want to fake a cutting up an alien i think that the video is fake no yeah that's just the haters yeah and you know we could just stop them right there because yeah i, I hate that line of reasoning too where he's like every um fake one that i've seen has a certain quality to it that makes me think it's fake it's like, well, then how many real ones have you seen? There's good, That's a good <laughs> question. That's a great question. Like, how do you yeah, know? Uh, who knows with this guy? This guy is involved <laughs> with this thing. He's like, it's just, I can't believe that the fact that even it exists, it exists. It has to be real. But beyond <laughs> now, the specials got to reel it in from this and going beyond analyzing just the props and the film and the production value. Well, what about that dead alien itself? Camera tricks are one thing. But how do you fake the flesh and blood body of an alien? 
especially one that's about to be cut open. No. Is this really an autopsy of an alien being? Or could it be something else? A dummy? A deformed human? <laughs> an incredible hoax. To find out, we showed the film to two of the world's leading pathologists. And I have to issue a warning at this point. What you are about to see is extremely graphic. Oh, oh God. Let me hear that. This is when yeah. it get, does get really <laughs> gross. Uh, they start yeah. cutting it off. It's pretty bad. It, it bleeds very realistically. And I'm squirmish. I hate surgery shows. All that Grey's Anatomy and all those things. I can't watch it. And I, I, this was only for research purposes. How could I sit through this? I am squeamish yeah. when it comes to this. And, yeah, and it looks really real. It looks very real yeah, like, it when does. they start cutting it. Like, I'm well, not we don't usually know that, that it's squeamish, not. but it's still like... Yeah, we don't know. Because, Rob, it's 1995, yeah, we, so Rob. We you, were, you didn't know shit. You think this is the realest I thing you've ever seen. I still don't know shit. <laughs> well, here's the thing, We don't too. know. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, we were seeing it in 95, but it was supposed to be in the 70s, right? They said 47 or something like that. Oh, 1947 um, it happened, this, but yeah, it just... Yeah, it, yeah, yeah when it was supposedly... We're watching this before Arsenio and The Simpsons and stuff. I'm just saying, yeah, like, like, if it were made cops, a, yeah, no, I, I understand when America's we saw it. <laughs> right. What my point is is that this probably came on time right it was after being Married with Children. Oh my god! And maybe they had a special <laughs> Simpsons before it. <laughs> you assholes. <laughs> so yeah, for the time it was allegedly made in the 40s, um, they would have to have some really freaking advanced skills at making a dummy that would bleed like that. We can make that shit now in Hollywood or maybe in the 90s. But even then, you know, we were watching Jurassic Park and that's still, I mean, it looks pretty realistic. But how are you going to fake an alien looking that realistic yeah, we've in seen 1947? Frank, we've seen Frank and all those universal monsters. And we they're beloved, but everything looks like shit in those things. There's no way they were making <laughs> bleeding aliens. There's no way. Yeah. They were still, still playing nine level on a lot of stuff during the, that Yeah. Time. And if they knew how to do that, wouldn't they be doing that? Wouldn't they be making big bucks? making money and yeah like, they wouldn't be movies, waiting actual movies wouldn't be waiting 50 yeah. years for to give it to some asshole who's looking for his chubby checker but they're gonna bring on two <laughs> pathologists now with many experience in autopsies chris milroy it's his real name milroy milroy and cyril wrecked and i'm Whoa. not sure why i'm not sure why but the cyril guy he says this to start off I have never performed an autopsy on anybody that even closely resembles uh, the being that we see on this film. I don't think anyone is accusing you of that. She said Jensen was very defensive, like he was, okay, it's me, I'm the guy. No, it's, it's a weird flex. Definitely a strange flex, but okay. That we, wasn't we see how where I, you're coming that from, That wasn't dude. how I took it, but I mean, that, that is a pretty funny angle if he was. But no, yeah, he's just saying like, verifying i've never seen anything like this okay okay right i think everyone assumed he had weird he was saying this this thing is really fucking weird is all he was saying <laughs> and he's never seen any shit like that in his life that's pretty much what it translated yeah to. i think that that's some pretty good um that backs it up pretty well this guy's pretty an expert much. yeah in, look, now that that's out of the way, I'm sorry. And this is the part I hate the most of this whole thing. It's time for some very serious analysis of this dead alien body being autopsied. There are six fingers on each hand, and there are also six toes on each foot, a condition known as polydactyly. And that's seen in various kinds of chromosomal or genetic uh, abnormalities and defects. You don't see any male genitalia, and therefore all the indications are it looks like a female body, but without any secondary sexual development. In other words, there are no developed breasts, 
Weck's initial reaction was that we were looking at a woman with Turner's syndrome, a chromosomal disorder that affects one in 5,000 female births. The victims, who are lacking feminine chromosomes, do not develop sexually. However, few survive into adulthood. This is a weird diagnosis. Yeah. So he confirms it's a female. I'm going to mention now that the alien's genitals are blocked out and blurred for the entirety of the special. So weird. On so primetime Fox they TV. Had to do that. <laughs> well, if you uh, in the VHS version, they let you have the entire thing, and it is pretty clearly it is a female alien. I will give him that. Okay. One of my favorite objects in the whole world, a breast. <laughs> no breasts. It did not have yeah. breasts because of polydactyly. Dactyly. Well, I didn't really appreciate how they were diagnosing this thing that's not human with a human condition. Like, well, this is it's rare. It only affects this many births and they don't make it. So it can't be. The, like, it's not a bir- It's not well, a human look, being. Well, they they I mean, are. That... They have made it a human. Um, just in theory, they've put two, yeah. two uh, conditions together: Turner syndrome, where only uh, one in five thousand births are affected, and this polydactyly together. These very rare conditions. Uh, but the together... polydactyly the the polydactyly lines up with some of their other evidence, where they had like. Uh, I don't know if you're going to talk about it, but they had these weird like pieces of like what they were saying was possibly part of the ship, and it had like these hand things with six fingers on it. Oh. Yeah. It looked like something. It looked like something out of a movie, though. It looked like something straight out of like Star Trek it, or. Um, that was it worth just bringing didn't up. Look. There's a portion of the video that is that shows um, the, the artifacts found, and yes, there's like a six fingers thing, like parts of ships and stuff like that that would actually. Like an eye beam? Well. Like they're trying to say like retina They're trying scanners? to say a UFO has eye beams in it, like a fucking like yeah, it's, like it's a shed. Like it's a skyscraper I saw it, or I don't, something. Yeah, like, I don't get that either. They've always talked about those little eye beams as a thing, but they they also bring up though that these bodies were recovered in New Mexico where nuclear testing was done, and that this lady might have been exposed to radiation and had an advanced form of Turner syndrome and somehow hmm. ended up involved in this. I don't know. And they looked like an su- alien? Like, oh my god. Yeah, she and she was very, like, well-fed. Like, this creature's got a giant <laughs> belly on it. So, like, if if they're trying to say, like, that this this thing was just, like, out there somewhere, Loaded. like, foraging it, in the desert it found for food. Like, what? Yeah, it probably stopped by some no. fast food places first. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, those, that's what those I boxes. I don't think so. I'm sorry. They were clutching those boxes. That was, like, a totally Popeye's ridiculous. chicken sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which you did oh, no. get to try, Russ, and that's rare because they've been fighting about it over here they're great you don't even have to fight for them i actually had another one yesterday you just pull right up and grab it and go but um at this point they watch all the super the super gross stuff this of the worst parts of the thing because they're talking to the guys who are autopsy experts like what do you think of us sawing the head off them sawing the head off like yeah that's how you saw a head off like what do you think we pull out (laughs) all these guts they're like yeah that's how but those don't look like human guts and uh here they go. I had to skip a lot of them. Here they come. They do come to this conclusion, though. What? What is this? I would prefer to say, for the time being, that it is humanoid. I'm not going to say it is from a distant planet. What planet? I don't know. Uh, but uh, I cannot say that it is a member of the human race, as you and I know the human race. The human race. Well, all right. Well, this thing is this thing's checking off everything. It's got the film. It's got the props right. It's got the alien looks great to this guy. The autopsy or the autopsy itself looks like it is uh it's being done right. It's, it's a lot half of stuff. Human half like fucking ugly motherfuckers. <laughs> And I guess they were sawing the head off just right, so they were doing everything right. And yeah, and that's another thing. Are they going to really hire um, 
professional autopsy dudes to do this for a fake like who's gonna sign up for that and be like all right yeah I'll, I'll make a fake video for you with my awesome skills that I get paid to do a lot of this for that's a good point there's like a whole nother level to it where like you have to think about the people who they the actors that they got are performing this surgery this autopsy in such a whoa, way whoa, that whoa. people who do real autopsies are con- like watch it and are, are convinced that yeah. they're doing it properly this, like this was, if this is if these the are aliens. actors they're very well this, done acting you know? These are doctors. Yeah. This is and, Ros- and again, these for are, that year. Yeah. These are the Roswell aliens. It's not a movie. We're getting confused. Right. But right. I'm just saying, I'm taking that point of view. You know, I'm, like, I'm looking at it from the skeptic to, side. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it's fake, if they're trying to say that it's in the fake 90s, and that yeah, these you, are actors. Yeah, you didn't have Grey's Anatomy then, so they couldn't really, like, fake surgeries and all <laughs> oh, that I weird see what stuff. You're doing so they didn't have that, that okay. show. I'm still watching. Oh, General <laughs> Hospital isn't that gross. If I'd never seen anything like this on Grey's Anatomy, if they did some, sh- I would watch it. <laughs> I've they? never watched that. Well, show. it would literally be if the great aliens. This, That's the joke you're trying to if, make, right? Right. If this, right. If, if, right. They, if this is what Grey's Anatomy was, I would love. I'll it. make one amazing. comparison. Has anyone ever like peeled something off somebody's eyeball on Grey's Anatomy and like while someone's oh. having a casual conversation? Because that's the stuff they yeah. do on that show, right? They'll be like talking yeah. about which McBoney they love, and they're just and just doing the most disgusting. <laughs> just it's gross. God, really? Is that what that show is? I maybe I yes. Oh, it it's, looks it's like the most sex. casual thing ever until it's not. All right, mostly sex. That sounds wild. Now back Check to it the, this. Since this since this is a very thorough documentary, they also explore if the body itself could be fake. And for this one, they bring a heavy hitter out. How hard would it be to make a dummy that bleeds so convincingly? No one is better at tricking the public that monsters can be real than Stan Winston, whose company has created some of the most lifelike creatures to come out of Hollywood. He built the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Ah. And appropriately enough, the extraterrestrial predators of aliens. For Winston, <laughs> recreating a simple humanoid like this should be a piece of cake. My Hmm. Yeah, they got it's funny stand. that I brought up Jurassic Park. Oh no! Yeah, now you got the man himself who makes it, and I, I'm a missed, I missed us, I missed the soundboard clip from earlier. Play soundboard clip three. We missed something cool. Well, could it be something else? A dummy, a deformed human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it made me think about um the, the Virginia midget, incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, was, that was very like, Virginia. Oh, come on, you they guys. Kinda, they're gonna slot that in Virginia at some point. That same. They clip. do he call was, it a little person. In they this? call it a little person a couple times. Yeah, they mentioned they like is it a little person? Like they do say that uh, a couple times. I think Frank says it once or twice. Well, I don't. Yeah. I, I like that they got Stan Winston here, but I like this little sound uh, description he had. Play soundboard four. The extraterrestrial predators of aliens. <laughs> it sounds like a, <laughs> it's like an ET alien predator mashup. That'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, wow. It be? That's like I would love to see that movie actually, where ET. Meets, meets alien, meets predator. predator. Where E.T. Meets aliens the while they're fighting. While being hunted. He just somehow is there, like, while the predator and, and, and the alien are fighting. It's just a cage match. E.T.'s, he's just trying to, like, get everybody to relax. Like, just fucking chill well, out, Well, E.T.'s guys. got power. He's trying to touch that everything. They don't. Yeah. He's like, he's like a loyal Yoda. He can make them all, like, crash into each other. He could be like, uh, it'd be like that, uh, that Ryan Johnson movie. But he does the thing. Yeah. But I like uh... that to play it one more time. <laughs> oh, I like that E.T. alien predator. The extraterrestrial predators of aliens. <laughs> yeah, <wow. laughs> Predator of aliens. You're still yeah. not this sure which one's he shit. did. This guy knows his shit. He's made some of the yeah. best like visual effects creatures that the Jurassic Park dinosaurs. Even watching that shit now, it's amazing to think that that's all like robots and and, and not, not CG. It looks yeah. so. It looks so good. It looks so oh, real. Oh, don't I feel get like me wrong. It looked even better than CG does sometimes. You know, it Him, does. It does. I do. It I agree. Does. 
believe me, this was a treat. This was my favorite part. Uh, they're going to talk to, you know, special effects master Stan Winston, and he is going to react to the autopsy footage. My initial reaction when I first saw the piece was that it was not real, that it was going to, it was a body that Come someone on. had created as a prop. And we started the autopsy and actually cutting this body open and knowing how difficult it is for us in, in the live effects world to actually simulate cutting skin. I started looking at it and saying to myself, if in fact this isn't real, uh, I would be real proud of creating an image like that myself today. In fact, I want to talk it over with some guys here in the studio as to how we would do that. Even the master's impresses. No one ever had to uh, create uh, something like this before that is e so impressive, even to a master of special effects. Yeah, right. That's. I'm glad that they said that because even if even if he was like, well, I could do that. There's still all the other factors that come into play that we discussed, like who are these actors who can perform an autopsy so perfectly. But it turns out even he was impressed by the quality of that. Yeah, totally. And like, what movie can you think of where there's been? A scene like this where they're doing Ugh. such an advanced zombie movies of, uh, oh of that's something like a that's not film. Even that's if like it, real. even that's a like, human that's like that's cannibal that's holocaust film? like it's unreal that's like when people it, like really it got looks killed. so real it looks so real especially like, like once they once uh, they start slicing this thing uh, along uh, like yeah, and like opening it up and stuff the way that it's right. flesh looks we're gonna get we're gonna yes yeah you're gonna talk a lot about that this is gonna be your favorite part delicious because Stan Winston backs it up. He actually watches this with with his team, and uh, he's he here he is. Here's the effects master and his team watching the autopsy, critiquing it. The question is whether or not we could do this if it were real. And uh, let's take it back to just before the cut. The organic quality of the the legs and the feet and all that looks very good. You see how uniform the blood is on the inside surface of the skin and the amount of drippage down the side where it's uniformly wet on the inside. But, I mean, we never are able to do that. All right, let's fast forward it to the, to the skull. Yeah, this is pretty incredible, as a, if it's a built prop. Point is, is if we did this, I'd be pretty proud of it. Yeah. This is... Yeah, they'd be yeah, very bad. Yeah, he'd be pretty he... proud of it. And that was 1947. And, he, and they're watching the gross part where the brain is exposed. He loves the Ugh. wetness, but they are very, oh God, very I can't, impressed. I tried to forget about that part. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I watched this. Um, When was I watching this? It was like 2010, actually. I didn't watch this on TV in 1995. I didn't watch it until much later on YouTube. And then I had sleep paralysis right after. But um, Ooh, yeah, it, it did freak me out. No, it was actually really beautiful this time. Well, not <laughs> I'll, bad. I'll get into that it is, <laughs> it's one of those videos that you watch it, and as you watch it, your brain is trying to tell you, like, this has got to be fake. This has got to be fake. But it just but then, looks like, too damn real. As it goes on, it just gets more and more real. And by the end of it, you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Like, yeah. And this is, this is the first exposure for a lot of people is all these experts telling you, how even realer it is about the wetness, how impressive that is. <laughs> Sorry. But guess what? Stan Winston, he isn't even done yet. Yeah. This is what I find most interesting. Yeah. It's very real. Is the peeling of this skin. Oh. And how to create this. Uneven Exactly. And how to create that on a skull. 
is to cast the skull inside the skin. But what about the wetness? And, and what about the unevenness of it? It's not like it's been cored. And what about the bleeding of it? The wetness of it is not, you don't see tubes spurting, you don't see blood drip. it's just all evenly mm-hmm. wet. What material? Okay, okay. <laughs> wow, just super wet, my God. Right, just, just play the next soundboard clip and get it over. But what about the wetness? Yeah. <laughs> but what about the wetness, man? What about it? It's that's super one of the wet. biggest questions that's come up so far is, but it, it's a, it's a, it's also a very funny one. But it is a real one. How, how is this thing look so evenly bleeding when they're pulling this brain out? Oh, the, the guts, the, they have the livers. Oh, it's so gross. Yeah, you can tell that this is just like uh, special effects guy talk. Like they talk about, they're like, we need what more wetness, the wetness on this one. We need more wetness, hey, or like, John, you know, not the like, wetness over here. We need more wetness. Yeah. Turn the wetness up. Turn the on wetness this one, up please. by five <laughs> percent. When he pulls that chunky membrane off the top of that thing, so brain, uneven. It, the, the, the wetness but just what comes. What about the wetness? What about it? It but looks the, <laughs> the most even wetness I've ever experienced. But what about the wetness? Yeah, I mean, he's got a point though. It is. It looks so real because of the wetness. The wetness is really God, what right. it, yeah, the, the wetness is what makes it believable. You know, you don't. You're I not going to believe that anything's real until it's super wet. At first, when I watched it, I was like, this looks pretty real. But then once I was like, but what about the wetness? Then I realized then how deliver. real it actually looked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to ask right, about right. the wetness. Well, well wet, wetness <laughs> aside, here's the final word from Stan the Man Winston. I don't know how they did this. If it's been done today to look like it was done then, there would be a many, many multiple thousands of dollars. Yeah, Stan, even if it wasn't made to look, period. I mean, just to do this properly yeah. would be really be very expensive and my hats off to the people who created it or that poor alien that's dead on the table <laughs> oh yeah definitely that poor alien and that's I mean, what i'm saying i don't know what he's giving props girl. these fictional puppet makers props to that dead alien yeah that's the whole time oh. it reminded me of freddie i was just thinking of freddie on that table and i was like man what the fuck dude he deserves better Oh. You know, imagine is what he would be saying with that weird tape voice. Oh God! You heard him talking. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, well, maybe not, that's well, pretty. Freddie's a jerk. I'm worried about. I'm just worried about more if it was Rock or something. Rock. One of his buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Rock. Oh yeah. Rock was cooler. This thing than does Freddy. get Freddy sad later. All right. Well, they, since this was a female, if this that's was a female, right. she would she female. go with with Rock or Freddie? Because you know, women apparently love assholes or something. She might have picked oh. Freddie. Rock's a no, total I mean, chad, man. I mean, yeah. Freddie's just Freddie's the other guy. But and this girl that, didn't want no scrubs, yeah. No, no, what? no. Remember that investigator though from the beginning who was, who was looking for the cameraman? What William Deer? Mm, yes. Oh, William yeah. C. Oh, Deer. Well, William C. Deer. William yeah. C. He's... Deer. William Fine Deer. But he's still yes. on the hunt <laughs> to snake this rat out, and here he is. He's again whipping his team together. Our search for the cameraman is continuing. Here's what we know so far. We have a white male. We know he's 82 or 83 years old currently. We know when he entered the service. We know that he was in the service for 10 years. With a detailed profile constructed, Bill Deere set his team of investigators in motion. That's going to be a really important thing for us to follow up on because 1955 and the fact they're still in existence is going to give us some credibility as far as morgue files. It gives us something to look at. So let's pay particular attention to that. Joe has the photographic unit for the Army, Air Force. You've got it for the Marine Corps. And Michael, you can take Universal News. Call this. Then I'll have a sandwich. He's a real taskmaster, this dear fellow. <laughs> Ham or tuna. Uh huh. Yeah. He covered all the bases. 
Most but of this, this was one of the probably the fakest frantic scenes I've ever seen of a montage. Where it's, like, <laughs> it's him at a desk and someone's like running up to him so fast to give him something. And he's giving this speech and everyone's face is just looking at him like, yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure you're just acting this out. We did all this already. We don't we can't find anything. But there's one other thing <laughs> that William Deere knows about the cameraman. Oh, one thing that's important. We know that he's a human being. And a human being makes mistakes. People like to brag. People like to talk. So that is part of the profile, too. We take all of that and place that into that can, of unmarked can of food. And now I'm sitting on my desk, this can, with a silver lining. And the only thing that we're lacking now is a picture of our cameraman and his name. What? What, what is he talking about? The can of food? The Whoa. silver lining? What? He got very lost, yeah. but it stayed in. <laughs> that was a weird riddle. I don't know what he's talking about. So many, so many different... You can't mix your metaphors that much, dude. Doesn't he sound like, like a Will I don't Ferrell? I like halfway through. I don't know what he was talking like about. like a Will ASMR. Ferrell character or something. He doesn't seem real. Like he seems, <laughs> When you watch him, though, he's over the top. And I'm not lying. He has, a, he has a regular ring finger and a pinky ring. And he's got a ridiculous suit on. And he looks like... I don't know, like just a weird southern fried investigator who's got like a bunch of schlubby people working for him. But dear, he does get a lead on a guy who might know the camera guy. And they essentially, they do a stakeout on the airport and they record him secretly. But his story is really weak. His story is that he ran into a guy at a bar who mentioned Roswell and then got real quiet about it. That's all he heard. Hmm... Anytime a story starts with you ran into somebody at a bar, usually it's not. You could. I mean, that's what I do when I go to bars. I just wait for somebody to look like they're interested in aliens and I'll bring it up and then I'll get really quiet just to see if they're interested, if they pursue. And it just sounds like he sat down next to somebody at a bar and started talking about Area 51 and they didn't want to talk about it. So he was like, they they got really quiet. (laughs) Rob, if you watch this, Rob, it did look a lot like an episode of Cheaters at this when they did this part because (laughs) he's meeting with the guy, but they're filming from like two blocks away and they're through a window. But he's recording it and you can't really see the guy. He just looks like some old piece of crap. It's and then the guy says it to he's like, I talked to a guy at a bar and blah blah and the guy's and you could just see him like this is my big moment and this is all William C. Deer can come up with is this guy. And that's it for him Mm. really. And it's nothing. It's nothing, yeah. I don't know why this they felt the need to even include this guy. And we're gonna we got this great alien autopsy video. We're gonna break it down. We're gonna get masters of Hollywood and everyone experts of things. We're also gonna get this really crazy man to go hunt him down. What if it's not gonna work? But we're gonna keep it anyway. We gotta pad this thing out. <laughs> yeah, maybe they yeah, the did. The whole time they're like this. They're like this guy's probably in his eighties. He's probably like doesn't want anything <laughs> to do with this anymore. Like, of course, we could just go hunt him down and he'll talk. Like, no, leave leave him alone at this. We point. Got the yeah. best thing from him. We got his video. That's yeah. You know, it's not yeah, the important you know, part. I don't all, think. Everyone's always profit driven, and they want to look. Everybody wants to find the answers, and I get that. But they obviously have an angle where they're like, if we find this guy and we get to do like this other special, they've got dollar signs in their eyes. It seems more. Yeah, of that's always it, the motivator. And it gives it a trajectory. It gives the end of the show a trajectory. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. They seem to get more lost because they end up going back talking just more about just straight Roswell. They close it out with a congressman named Steve Schiff, who and he lobbies for Roswell disclosure, but he gets shut down at every turn. And <laughs> they, they stay on that for a good while. But before it closes out, though, we get to hear from the champion of Roswell himself, Stanton <laughs> Friedman, rest in peace, 
who yeah. has this to say about the autopsy. I see nothing in this picture which leads me to believe we're dealing with aliens as opposed to earthlings with peculiar characteristics. What? The wreckage doesn't look like anything I've seen from descriptions of wreckage by witnesses I trust. Uh, I can find nothing to link it. It doesn't seem to me that somebody has put together a gigantic spoof here. If they have, boy, they're wasting their time in, in engaging in some small ripoff like this. They should be in Hollywood making some fantastic films with Steven Spielberg or something. Yes, See? get this yeah. get this man to Hollywood. What's going on? You're going to he Hollywood. He hasn't seen he obviously hasn't seen this documentary because he would know that we've already spoken to Steven Spielberg's guys and they said they can't even do this shit. Yeah, so, well he definitely can't watch the documentary that he's being a part of. Well that's when they get to get him. For those haters out there who think this is fake, I'll stop you right there. <laughs> it's weird that Friedman, he of course he is the champion of Roswell, and he was the champion of Regine before Rob took him. Well, he took himself out, but he took also championed that too. He he was all for that, but so far this video he's just like, No, he, he probably buys more yeah, of the theory gives? about the deformed. He people. hates it. Yeah, I think yeah, he likes the, the hell? He hates this shit. It doesn't I look like the idea that people is behind, like the the cause of all this is totally ridiculous. That you would think that all these people would know what a human being looks like. So yeah, Rob, maybe you're right. Maybe he didn't even watch the original autopsy video. Maybe he just heard of it and just yeah, dismisses when it. When they pull the eyes out, like oh, when God. have you ever seen a like? <laughs> it's got these floppy things like that look like contact lenses. Yeah, that's, like that's black just contact what lenses. a deformed human and they, eye like, looks pull like. Pull it out. Yeah, they pull yeah. it out with like tweezers. Look, I've never seen a human with that. On like, maybe we have that. Maybe we all really do have that. And it's just I don't know how eyes work. They're just keeping it a secret from us that this is what your eyes really look like. Well, did not look why? like anything I've ever seen on a human. Yeah, or not, not not even Hollywood. Close. Bring it to Hollywood. And this was pre CGI. <laughs> CGI shut him down. They're like, now no one cares. They're like, we can just make it up. But we're gonna get yeah. now. And this this is kind of it. They they've showed us all the good stuff. They padded it a little bit at the end. And now we're gonna get some closing statements. From Jonathan Freaks. Was this a real encounter with another civilization? A bizarre human experiment gone wrong? Or an elaborately staged production? We don't claim to have the answer. But by consulting with film experts, eyewitnesses, pathologists, and some of Hollywood's top movie makers, we've given you an opportunity to hear from all sides. Is this alien autopsy really fact or fiction? Mm. Until we know more. You'll have to decide. Wow. And that's <laughs> yeah. that's all you had. So yeah, put yourself back in that 1995 mindset. What, what did you think of this documentary? Oh, man. Well, now I'm thinking this is probably happening on like a Sunday night or a weeknight and I have to go to bed and have this on my mind. Um, I, I totally would have believed it at that age. I mean, I believe it now. So, yeah, this is it's super incredible. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's ten thirty. Do you know where your children are? That's pretty Terrified much what you hear right yeah. right after this right now. Yeah, Jonathan <laughs> Frakes leaves you. They they don't leave you with much positivity. Like, look, we showed you all they could, and we tried our best to prove it's real. Now go to sleep. We don't know. Yeah, and enjoy enjoy <laughs> the season premiere of Herman's Head. <laughs> <laughs> he stuck that landing though. You got to give it to Jonathan. What is it? Is it Frakes? Frakes. Is that how Frakes. you pronounce it? It's Frakes? like Rakes, Frakes? but with an F. Freaks, Jonathan Freaks, you, you got to give it to him. He stuck that landing like yeah. a pro, man. Like that that outro was beautiful. I'm happy we he's got really, him on he's the soundboard. Good at it. Play soundboard one. I think that was him. By the way, I have something else to show you. <laughs> he's got such a <laughs> such a nice voice. 
But to put myself back in that 1995 mindset, I I did believe this at the time. I, I know it's kind of stupid. I was reading UFO magazines. I was really into the topic. But just the way it was presented and trusted names in there, I think I think Stan Friedman uh, coming out and thinking it was like a deformed person might have. I did really. I've always respected him, even when I was young. I always thought like he was like the the knowledgeable grandpa of UFOs. So I'm a, I, I was probably pretty split, but I definitely mm-hmm. was in the camp of wanting to believe this. You wanting to? Well, yeah. How do you feel about it now, though? Well, now with the benefit of hindsight, boy, you just great segue you can do there, Drea. Thanks. We <laughs> can tell you. We can tell you what happened after this was aired, and if its mysteries were ever solved. The following year, Santilli taped an interview with the cameraman, but the man didn't give his name or show his face. He was even sneakier than that other guy, and that other guy never found him. <laughs> Though it was it was broadcast on Japanese TV, the segment did little to reestablish the cameraman's credibility or even proof of his existence. Meanwhile, several enthusiasts and experts featured in Fact or Fiction came forward to claim that their statements had been edited to make them sound less skeptical of the film than they were. So so Fox was going out of their way to make it sound very, very believable. And they got the uh, they got the ratings to to, they paid off, I'd say. Oh, I bet. I mean, if I knew about it, I mean, I grew up in a a kind of a big family. I never had control over the remote control. You know, it was never up to me what we were watching. So, but if I were in control, I would have definitely watched this. Oh, people were definitely talking about this. Allie McBeal and this, they were all talking about. (laughs) My dad loved alien stuff, so I'm pretty sure he had it on. And I think I watched, I probably watched it with my dad. I have a feeling because he always, he's always loved this alien stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, you probably did watch it, but how did you well, not remember then? I uh, I feel like I've seen this several times over like the past ten or no, fifteen probably, years. Rob scared of ET, and the guy who like makes <laughs> ET is like, "This is gross and scary." Rob ran from this. Rob yeah, blocked this out I a can, long time ago. I can ago. see that happening because yeah, we're we're Rob, all. Rob, do you think like do you th- do you think this is ET? Was this your ET with this video? Because I would have been scared too. <laughs> this definitely. I think this had something to do with some of those ET nightmares. Was watching these sort of. Uh, these, These sort types of things, things that were like, on is this Fox? real? Yeah, it's. I mean, it makes they were putting on Fox real. television. Like, and, what the hell? I do think this is stom- real, by the way. It does have a stomach like ET? You're waiting for its neck to pop up. It's freaky. <laughs> but, <laughs> by 1996, a consensus had developed that the film was probably a hoax. There was an episode of the X Files called Jose Chung's From Outer Space, which also aired on Fox, and it mocked the autopsy video with his own take on the genre. It was called Dead Alien Truth or Humbug. And it featured <laughs> Truth or Humbug. <laughs> humbug, great album. It featured doctored footage oh, of yeah. an autopsy performed by Doctor Turned FBI agent Dana Scully. So Scully had to perform the uh the Truth or Humbug autopsy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that is notoriously one of the best X Files episodes yeah. <laughs> as well. That is like that's ranked up there as definitely one of the best ones. Yeah, see, it's all it's already affecting culture and it's putting uh it, it's already left its stamp. It definitely on ufology for years and years to come. But it wasn't until more than ten years later that the truth about the original autopsy video, or at least some of it, came out. Now oh my God. hosted by British TV presenter and journalist, I'm gonna get this name wrong because I think it's the same guy that is not Philip and Holly. Amon <laughs> Holmes. Amon. Iman? Uh, I, I don't know. Iman? I don't remember. Because we did hear it, but I don't remember. Well, I like it. Iman. Let's go with it. Presenter Iman. and journalist Iman oh, Holmes 
Iman investigates the alien autopsy, it somehow managed to outdo Factor Fiction. The show, which aired on the Sky Network in Britain in 2006, featured much B-roll of a human in a cheap alien Halloween mask wandering city streets, but it also featured <laughs> Santilli, and he admitted to Holmes, and it's better than saying Iman, that the film he sold Fox was a fake. One no. he claimed... One he claimed, though, it was based on a real alien autopsy film. He had seen the original film in full once, he claims. But by the time he gathered the money to buy it, it had become too damaged to use. So he and a partner, Shufield, they built a set, hired actors, and they filmed their restoration. So they'd have something to pitch to networks. The cameraman in the Japanese TV interview Santilli also revealed uh, was a homeless man he picked up off the street. No. Are you, are you shitting serious? Me? You're shitting me right it's, now. No, yeah, right? No, I'm so pissed. this. What? what are you talking about? This is. Russ. Who said this? Look, Iman, Iman may be better than Iman? Philip from Philip and Holly. He must have really turned his screws on him. He copped to everything, but it's not. He, what there the is fuck? a real alien autopsy film. It's just well, then where it, the fuck is that? Well, it degraded so much he only has a little bit of it, so he had to restore it uh, by completely redoing it mm. and completely reinventing the art of visual effects. It seems in the process. But where? Because, but where is it physically? And then didn't they say that they had the tape and that they checked the film and everything of that one, and it was still, you know, uh, well, consistent yeah, with the it 1947, being 1947 film. So well, what the hell? Yeah, and where did he get where did he get his special effects crew that is like yeah. beyond anything that the and that is modern super day good at autopsies? Crews. No, you know what this this is fishy. This is what I'm throwing a, a black and red flag at is yeah. that they're trying to say that this was a <laughs> yes. Oh no! Back. <laughs> I hope we continue to use that for everything in the future. That's but fine. yeah, I I'm calling the I'm throwing the flag at these people who are saying that it was a restoration and that we oh we recreated it. I don't know. I don't believe that. Well, well, he feels like a cover up. Yeah, feels kind of exactly. Look, Iman's going to get the answers, and he reveals to him that there were other key players in the drama, too. For example, John Humphreys, a sculptor based in Manchester, England. He was part of the team that won a BAFTA for digital effects for a cult TV series, Max Headroom, in 1987, and oh, later geez. worked on shows like Doctor Who. Humphreys told mm. Holmes he was hired to make the fake... That's Iman. I'm not calling him Holmes. I'm just calling him the wrong name, Iman. He told Iman he was hired to make the <laughs> fake alien corpse for the film constructing the aliens' realistically bendable joints from lamb bones he sourced from a local butcher. Oh, here we go with the business. It's like Virginia bending the corpse. You know, you got to have it bent. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Lamb bones. not making this much better. Uh, he's going to get, get Peter on his ass now. Lamb bones, really? Lamb bones, ham bones. If you're wondering dogs. how all this came out, maybe Iman isn't that great because... Why would Santilli and his partner Shufield decide to come clean in 2006? After 10 years maintaining their story, this Iman Investigates aired on April 4th, three days before the premiere of Alien Autopsy, a comedy film loosely based on the exploits of Shufield and Santilli, and both had executive producer credits on the movie. So by 2006, the autopsy film had gone full circle. It's gone from being real footage to restoration, to now 100% fictional feature film. This was a film that came out about their misadventures of handling the film and getting in all of that. So it's just gone completely meta now, where they're just uh, being self-aware 
and well, continuing on. I don't I don't like it. The film it's that the, the that picture is definitely fictional, but there is still a sliver. This is not like Blackwell Ghost, and we're still not sure about him. I think we're gonna have to keep that poll going mm-hmm. for him because I don't know if we're gonna do a poll for this. We're still gonna worry about him. Maybe we have to uh, make a choice between these guys. But in we this documentary, Iman repeat Iman <laughs> repeatedly refers to the film as a fake. But Santilli he just patently insists that it is a restoration, maintaining it is a reconstruction of an actual alien autopsy film he viewed in the early nineties that subsequently deteriorated. So he's sticking to the deteriorated guns on this. This is just, they're just restoring the damaged footage by filming a simulated autopsy on a fabricated alien. That's that's not how it works. Like restoring footage means that you're taking the physical thing. Yeah, the physical And you're making it, you're restoring it so that you can watch it and it's not fucked up. Well, on top of that. It sounds like what they did was recreate it. It's a recreation, which is not the same thing. It's restored. I agree with you right there. Well, because. It is based on what Santilli saw in 1992, and then yeah, so yeah but the term based no, on, so based on means he, it's a recreation. Let me finish. He added in a few frames of the original film that had not degraded. Now, they haven't identified which frames are from the alleged original. According to Santilli- I don't trust this guy. I don't trust this guy at all. Well, he says a set was constructed in the living room of an empty flat in Rochester Square, Camden Town, London. John Humphreys, an artisan sculptor, was employed to construct two dummy alien bodies over a period of three weeks using casts containing sheep brains set in raspberry jam. That's your wetness right there. It was raspberry jam. Also, chicken entrails and knuckle joints obtained from uh, SC Crosby Wholesale Butcher Smithfield Meat Market. Shout out to them, London. Humphreys also <laughs> Humphreys also played the role of the chief examiner in order to allow him to control the effects being filmed. There were two separate attempts at making the footage. After filming, this is bad. The team disposed of the bodies by cutting them into small pieces and placing them in rubbish bins across London. Oh, it's like oh, Easter morning. Boy. holy shit this is like serial spirits level shit they've chopped them up and spread them around the town they're trying to look it's made of food so they're trying to feed the neighborhoods like that mashed potato maniac we talked about in that one patreon episode it might be the creepiest legal thing you could ever do making a fake body with (laughs) jam brains and 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 lamb bones and cutting the thing up and sticking it in people's trash cans they probably thought there was a killer around with if people have found any of that no it just looks like chunks of food i guess there should be some sort of charge for just being too weird and doing something. <laughs> well, then I would be in jail right now if that were the case. <laughs> Look, that's like when that I guy called a, the uh, podcast. That's like when a guy called the fire department last week and he was like, "Ah, oh, never mind, fucking shit, uh, fuck, blah blah blah, cursing, uh, don't come out." I've been like, "No, we're sending somebody out there." Mm, I don't know, this guy, yeah. it's just something's it's going on with this. This is not right. Yeah, it's, it's fine. We're coming over. But yeah. Going back to this, Rob, you talked a little bit about the alien artifacts they showed in there. They talk about that, too. Supposedly, items recovered from the crash site that were depicted in the footage. These included alien symbols and six-finger control panels, which Santilli described in the Sky documentary as being the result of just artistic license on his part. He thought them Mm. having six fingers would be cool, and... Um, he probably got a real chuckle out of the final product of the documentary where they're putting to all these Turner syndromes and, and tidactyls and radiation together to make this weird freaking just meat Muppet. Just just sorry, just <laughs> it's just the most disgusting Muppet. 
it's the grossest thing that they're going to cut up and every we all had to watch this millions of people yeah. watched they're just they're disgusting muppet that they're made <laughs> they did a good job though if that's if this is the true story and this is really what i mean jonathan frakes told me differently so i will, i will always trust jonathan frakes over anybody that guy knows his shit yeah. but this seems like this could be very possible as well. So I'm kind of on the fence now as as far as what I believe or who I believe. Because um, like Drea said before, this feels like kind of cover-up-ish. Like it sounds like what – if you were – if this was real, say that the video is real, what uh, – and you wanted to create some sort of a cover-up, what would you say? You would say something like this. Yeah, like, you would come up with like oh, your alibis a, like, oh, I, I put this in it and this is how I made it. But you, no one's going to ask you to recreate it again. You know, well, I want you yeah, to recreate you have, the recreation. You would have this weird story that like loops around and is confusing. And then in the end, it just says nothing. And I think that's successfully what this report does about this this story. So I'm on the fence. I don't know. Hey. I don't know who to believe anymore. Yeah, it's hard to, to one, know all this, but also know the video and what we watch. It's very, you know, it just it, you get caught up in it. What, what could it be? And, uh, and that's pretty much where it stands. It's where this stands now. Uh, the maker refer to he refers to it as a restoration video, and many still defend the original, just like you guys kind of are, and claim that the government got to Ray Santilli and they got the original video, and it is a hundred percent authentic. But I I, I reached out about. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's saying. that's a lot of people think that someone got to him and that he had to change the story. This got too big. But um, I reached out to Jonathan Frakes because I wanted to know what he what? thinks about it. With his <laughs> oh, hindsight, gosh. I asked him, Jonathan Frakes, what do you have to say about all this? It's false. No way. No. Not this Russ. time. We created it. Not this time. No. Not this time. It's totally made up. Pure fiction. <laughs> it's fiction. It's fiction. We made it up. We made this one up. It's a made-up tale. It's a total fabrication. <laughs> God damn it, it, Russ. It never happened. It never happened. This one was invented by a writer. Not this one. It never happened. God. This one was invented by a writer. Shit. Well, I guess he almost I'm has really those... fucking gullible he... then because... Yeah. Uh, yeah no, you're not. Ahead. You're not. And there are a lot of people who still... You believe me. No one is alone in believing that this is possibly real. I don't think I'd be talking about if there was a... There's a little sliver. After last week, I believe me, I'm just not, not looking for all the ultimate BS cases. I do think that there is a sliver of reality in this. It's too much. Yeah. I will note, I will note the... One thing we didn't touch on when, when we talked about the film being from 1947, I think they did admit that they took an old like a what an old baseball game that was uh that was uh, filmed in Roswell and they oh, just put the, son they of they a put, bitch they cut like the sides of the film and, and tacked it on they were they were able to dupe well how were the experts not even able to detect that it had been cut hey, like, oh, hey those guys were so in. that of all the people that guy was so cocksure he's like fake what no fake doesn't exist in this it's real or not and. Just another one that got duped by these guys. Uh, but mm. just in a rest- restoration, it really did happen. There are real frames in there. Let's, let's This week's poll, what frame is the real one? No, we're still going to worry about <laughs> the SOS Hall of Fame. I don't think... We, and can, I don't think, I think, I don't we think, can have more than one poll open at one time. I think we can I don't think that. Ray Santilli deserves to be in there. I don't know. He's, he's not that no, bad. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Look, I mean, he... He deserves to be in a whole different thing for just people who just, are just way being too a, good. If, a fraud or whatever, that's one thing. But yeah. like the SOS Hall of Fame is reserved for people who no. are are exploiting people who, in need, who are just being complete fucking assholes, who are robbing people and and no. and getting them to give hope to shit. Well, you know, this guy different. got lucky. And, this guy got lucky enough to find. He was just looking for, I don't know, old footage of of 
whatever in the comets, Bill Haley. Elvis of Elvis. Bill Haley's. He wanted his. He wanted all his chubby checkers. But you know, whatever this is, it did have quite an impact on ufology and pop culture. I mentioned uh, earlier that it was spoofed on the X Files, but it appears in many different forms. The Disney Channel has a great prank show for kids called Walk the Prank. And they simulate <laughs> they simulate an alien autopsy. I'd say it's worth watching. It's about three minutes long. They go so far as they have this weird alien kid. They, it pops out of the stomach of this epic walk the prank. <laughs> it's a messed up skit awesome. where they trick someone into seeing an alien autopsy. And a kid, a bald kid who's weird, pops out of it and scares the hell out of somebody. <laughs> bald kid. And there's a lot of there's a lot of you know of course comedy skits and other sort of media, but the last thing I'm gonna mention this is just a fun one for us to go out on, and this is a toy that lets kids conduct their own alien autopsies at home. I'm Doctor Dreadful, and you found my alien autopsy. It makes lots of gruesome goodies that will make your stomach flip. Looks gross. Ooh, tastes great. Delicious. Gross. You can bring your guts to life. Eats alive! Eats alive! Yum! Yum! You'll also love my terrifying test tube! Drink it, if you dare! <laughs> Out of this world! It's totally... Dreadful! <laughs> Dr. Dreadful Alien Autopsy and Test Tube, set sold separately from you imagine. Batteries not included. Dreadful! <laughs> <laughs> well, that shit sounds familiar. Wait, what year did that commercial come out? I'm not sure. It's pretty recent, but fun fact, we have this toy. It's pretty great. Hell yeah! <gasps> we do? Hell you yeah. do? Yeah, and uh, I'll, we do? I'll show you a picture. We do? Uh, yeah, you do? <laughs> you get to make gross candy, and it's got mold. And you make, Is it like, like creepy gu- crawlies? Yeah, you get to make gummy guts, and there's like livers and stuff inside the alien you make. But the vial- Can you eat them, or is yeah, it just, just, you know, just oh, Yeah, it's just Rob, gross they stuff said you make. yum. Yeah, <laughs> you autopsy like very <laughs> amazed by the taste of these things. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, we just had creepy crawlies. Yeah, that's what I was thinking You of. couldn't eat them. You wa- I wanted to eat them. Oh, no, you, you eat these. Oh, you're not supposed to eat those? I, no, whoops. I don't think so. Um, oh, Drea. Oh, no. Yikes. Well, but I'm no, still here. Dr. Dreadful is made to eat you, like, fill the livers with gummies, and you pull them out with tweezers, and you eat them. They're all great. But the, everything about this thing was actually fun. I've done it quite a bit. It, it's a cool thing. It vibrates. It has batteries. <laughs> it, it's a weird what? thing. What? So you eat an alien? What? You eat an alien's you guts? And the, like, and the guts vibrate? You gotta make I'm so them, confused. You got to make them, stick them in the freezer for a little while, stick them back in them. But... The mm. vial he talked about. That's what the you end. do with aliens. It's, it's, you put it's them in the exactly what it sounds like. The vial is vile. It's offensive. It is absolutely putrid. <laughs> it's this drink that you make with this these weird powders and stuff. It, uh, sorry, dear listeners, it has a consistency of sperm. It is awful, and you're supposed to drink it. <laughs> and Russ knows oh, all no. about that. Yeah. Look, we're, you, we've been out for years, but I don't know why. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> play the next soundboard clip. I, I was trying to figure out what they said at the end of that, but they said. It's ugh. Okay. What? <laughs> you? Oh God! You made that a soundboard clip, Russ. Oh jeez. <laughs> okay, now I'm. No. <laughs> okay, now I'm glad it's here. Okay. Somebody, please use that in the poll, please. <laughs> All right, but also, also, yeah, just get an easy bake oven, Russ. Those things taste a lot better, I'm sure. No, Doctor Dreadful rules. He's got some cool stuff. He, I, maybe I gotta buy some replacement packs on that file. Maybe uh, Secret Santa will send me oh, some. Oh, maybe they were expired. Gross. Yeah, actually, yeah. I hope I get that. I yeah. would love that. Oh, Secret put that Santa, your, your Secret Schneider. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable okay. Santa at gmail dot com. You know, we're all gonna be on the uh, 
on the holiday uh, gift giving event this year. I don't know. Send me some podcasting uh, slippers or, or some I don't know whatever vile disgusting. Yeah, Russ stuff is getting that was. cold in that closet. He needs some slippers. Yes, it's getting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't, I'm still not sure what that word is. Tadpole. Tadpole? What? Dreadful. Oh, Dreadful. is that what he was saying? Dreadful. Oh, God. It's not. Maybe, yeah. you guys, maybe I need new headphones. Can I put that on my secret Schneider list? Dribble. Oh, okay. Now dribble. I can hear it. Jesus yeah. Christ. I heard dribble. And that's it. Treble. <clears throat> that's it for alien autopsies. That's the best you're going to get. And um, let's just go. Let's get out of here. Let's hear some more yeah, freaks, though. F- not this time. Wrong. Not this time. Not this time. You're wrong. <laughs> we got you. We made it up. No way. Not this time. Wrong. Not this time. Not this time. You're wrong. We got you. We made it up. No way. It's fiction. Wrong. It's a total fabrication. It's fiction. Wrong. We made it up. It's fiction. Wrong. It's a total fabrication. It's fiction. Wrong. Not this time. It's false. It's false. It's false. It's a made up hit. It's false. It's false. Oh. We made this one up. Yeah, the Fact or Fiction special, Alien Autopsy. What, I really was... like that remix. That was a banger. It I is. was definitely was dancing. I'm, I'm not, not going to lie. This documentary itself is what you would call a banger, too. It's very entertaining, and it's very in- informational, and they, they get serious people to talk about this. And it's very set in its time now that we know what happens later. But, man, we at least it leaves us with a sliver. And the thought that this guy is just being put up by the government to say this, that this thing could be real. Because, look, those guys saying it was real is very convincing to me. Yeah. Well, no, if anything, it'd be the government trying to push people to say, like, no, we definitely made it up. It's definitely a restoration, which, look, I still take umbrage with your definition of restoration versus recreation. But that aside, um, yeah, what happened to the original? If there was something original to splice into a few frames of, what happened to that? Where is it physically? When are we going to know that? If he, if this, if that's uh, real, I mean, it's so going yeah. down. It's hanging on to the, the thinnest of threads. It, it's someone could possibly give you to believe this, but that's what it's all you get. All you get from it, all right? We don't know. I still believe it. You just get to watch it and scratch your head. And I got to meet uh, a new guy I like a lot. Maybe play that new soundboard clip for me. Roderick Ryan knows as much as anyone about what it was like. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, I had forgotten about that already. Wow. What the fuck are the odds? Yeah, that sounds like a children's book. Roderick Ryan knows as much as anyone else. And that's yeah. all. No more than that's anyone. <laughs> no less than anyone. He's, he's right in he's the middle. He's just average. That's all you're getting. <laughs> average enough to snuff out William C. But what about the wetness? But what about the wetness, though? But what about the wetness? <laughs> it's raspberry jam is what we found he out. He knows about just the about enough. Not about that, though. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, that alien sounds delicious now, thinking about it. Yeah, he's got, it's got, got cooked some of it. And, and lamb bones. Mm, well, I want to see ham and, and raspberries. Oh. Sounds fucking great. What about the actually? outtakes actually, where they're lick, nice licking chutney. their gloves? They're like oh, licking God. the jam. They, they, <laughs> they got a piece of toast. With a little dusting of latex. Mm. Yeah. Oh. As soon as it was over, they just all like made sandwiches out well, of it, see. like peanut butter well, and jelly sandwiches. There was probably stuffing guys. inside of it, you know, turkey and stuffing inside. Look, Why not? We know what these Brits are up to at tea time. It took them a while to make this. I, I read that they spent about $39,000 like making that thing, dick. too. Uh huh. Yeah. They got a little $39,000. See, that's $39, what I don't get. Where did they get the capital? 
Who funded? Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Rob. Ray Thanks. Santilli. He had to. He but had where did mul- he get that money from? He's got the vision. How much you think he made off of this? Given the rights to all these countries to play the video and for it to be played on Fox TV, yeah, three nights in prime time, he made so much off of this. That's why he was quiet for so long. Hmm. He, he lived off that for probably ten years. That's why that, then he I'm had to come forward. I'm wondering where he got the capital. Like he had to make it first. Oh, and he then had the capital before. He it. was a wheeler and a dealer. He was buying old oh. rock and roll films. You don't do that I unless guess you that got money. Far, I guess that explains it. Okay. That... This is by far one of the episodes where I most am looking forward to hearing what uh, listeners have to say about this. I w- I'm curious what people in general think about this uh, video yeah. and about this story. And like, uh, if you haven't watched the video before, go and watch it now. I'm pretty sure if you go on YouTube and you just type in alien autopsy, it's got to be one of the, the most popular yeah, ones. Yeah, it, right it is. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Alien autopsy, facts or fiction, truth or humbug, whatever you're going to call it. Maybe this. Or just finding the quote unquote original. Yeah. If we put another uh, yeah. poll up, um, I think this week's poll would be is the alien autopsy video, is it truth or humbug or other? Go to, um, <laughs> go to Unbelievers <laughs> Podcast. Go to unbelieverspodcast.com and find out or ask us or let us know and find out next week truth or humbug. All right. And now it is time for five star. Reviews. Five Star Reviews is a segment of the program where we read five star reviews from the Apple Podcast Apple. We don't read them. Our robot friend and Rob's good friend, introducer. How's she doing, Rob? Hi, Russ, and hello, Drea. It's v- Hello again, it, unbelievers. It's very nice to have you. <laughs> she seems it's like she's nice in a good mood you. today, yeah. She's been so long. Uh, we've avoided the Samantha, right, uh, Sammy? <laughs> she seems to be in I better I think I did. I want to call her now. Victoria almost, but uh, sorry about that, Sam. Let's get it pop, pop, pop in ya, bish. All right, all right. Knock it off. We're, we're, we're happy. I guess we're oh, happy Oh, wow, to you have forgot you her back. name? That's so rude. That's right. I'm a crazy bitch. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh. Uh, all right. I'm wild. Sorry. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, glad is. to have you There's back. And look, bitch. it's not even up to us if you come. All right, it's up to the listeners to leave these five star <laughs> reviews. All they right. want to hear this segment, so we're gonna do our first one. You ready to go? <laughs> Let's go. All right. This Whoa. first one is from Amelia seven two six, and the title is "My Favorite Podcast." Best of the best. Love learning to unlearn everything I know. Lots of laughs, and the Patreon episodes can't be beat. The recording and producing quality is awesome, and I love the Aww. inside jokes and music choices. Seriously, cool hosts and an awesome community. Well, well, I can't, I can't think of anything nicer. That's very nice specifics, <laughs> Rob. Man. Rob, that's a little pat on the back. She it's loves so the weird. production. You're doing, you're, you're knocking out the park. It's so weird Thank to hear such so nice much. things Thank coming so from much. her. Voice. I love hearing that. Thank you. Samantha's it's good. Such a wild. Bit. Yeah, you guys go, go show Rob some love. If anything, if you can't stand us, at least let Rob know. That he's doing a great job, <laughs> making sound it. as great as he can. This Opie second one comes from Krakenstacker. I know that guy. And the title of this one is, This Podcast is for You. For all the old school unbelievers, we were there when Brian and Phoebe went silent. We were all wondering what would be next. And for all the people reading this review right now who are looking for something that will be their next favorite show, this is the one for you. The fans turned host have taken the reins and are carrying the torch across the country and around the world uniting fans of the unexplained and unbelievable as one big family. The entertainment and interaction is second to none. 
Don't let this one pass you up with their brilliant homage and perfect spin to all of the stories that get that peculiar interest going. Join in and be prepared to learn to unlearn everything you know. Nice, dang. <laughs> no, thank. Well, thank you so much, Cracked Stacker, aka Tommy. Uh, yeah, we know you that guy. We ran him. into him That's at so basketball. Cool. He's the guy very... who checks on the bench for yeah, us. Yeah, so great guy. Hell Look, yeah. I didn't trade anything. Really I didn't nice. ask for this in person. It was very nice. Thank you very much, Cracked <laughs> Stacker. It's very, very nice. Very nice things to say. And the final one tonight is from Num One Christie, and the title is "Best Spinoff Since Facts of Life." And hold on, before you pipe up, Samantha. I gotta ask you guys what. So we're the best spinoff since Facts of Life. What did Facts of Life spin off oh, from? Do you guys know? Oh God, I I used to. I mm, I'm not gonna remember right now. Damn All right, it. what about you, Rob? I'm gonna say like good times, oh, wait, maybe. No. no. Damn it. I don't know. No. This is killing you. Me. You. It actually is a spinoff. It's a spinoff of different. Oh, strokes, there we go. Oh, that's what Rob. I was gonna. That's what the other yeah. one I was gonna say. Different strokes. And, okay. And another fun note. Facts of Life had two spinoffs of its own. It had Facts of Life Down Under and Facts of Life Go to what? Paris. I don't know if those kind of spinoffs, those might have been specials. What the hell? What? Those, really? I have Forget never... that. Those were TV specials. They went... I'm going to watch that tonight. Uh, Raymond and Mr. Braun, the, the Facts of Life girls were down there. What were you guys up to? And any Paris Unbelievers, uh, give us a shout out. But let's hear it now. From, I'm bringing it all back to Num One Christie, and here's best spinoff since Facts of Life. The idea that monkeys was the cause of the podcast is totally ridiculous. <laughs> so good you will be busting at the seams with laughter and getting your huckleberry wet. The proper balance of humor, skepticism, and belief. The community was so strong the podcast wouldn't die. Kinda like the jellyfish, which if you didn't know, cannot be seen from satellite. <laughs> Oh, All right, <laughs> and thanks for that, man. That's part of the review. That is very, very. I don't know how yeah, he does that. We Good job. From satellite. That no, thank you nice. very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're like we're like Bebe's kids or something. <laughs> we're like the jellyfish. We just we won't go away. It's great. I well, love that's that. It. I love that. That's a beautiful review. Samantha, welcome back. It's great to have you. And I don't know, probably see you next season. We probably will do this again and just give you guys a little little bit of what's going on with us. We one of the uh crew is gonna be on vacation next week, so we will be we there will be no show next week. And but we will be coming back after that with episode fifty one. Episode fifty two, the one year. Ooh. We've been doing this on floor it's almost a year. We're going to yeah. be doing that, and then there'll be a live Christmas special after that to end the season. We're going to end after episode 52, and we're going to do a live Christmas special, just like last time, with lots of fun and surprises and guests. And that's it. Hey, thanks, Amelia Kraken Stacker and Number One Christie, because that was five-star reviews. Right, Drea. Well, that's it. We did the main segment, and we talked, we did. and we did five star reviews. What do we have left? Oh, poll results. This week's poll does Turner Clay, aka host, belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? And this is a big one. We don't call this card up much. We've done it. Twice before this, we called it up once for Zach Baggins, voted down. He did not enter. He didn't deserve yeah. it. Yeah, and then we voted up Sylvia Brown, who did get in overwhelmingly. Yes. Absolutely we deserved it. That piece of shit. That sack. That whole sack <laughs> of shit. Yes. 
but we don't call it up much, but we did this week. And so, of course, the poll was, does Turner Clay, a.k.a. host from the Blackwell Ghost, belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? And the choices were yes, no, and other. And I'm going to ask you, Drea Mora, what do you think the unbelievers said? Oh, man. I would hope that they exercised really great judgment. But I feel like they're going to say yeah. I don't think that he does, but I think they're going to say yeah. You don't think he does? Okay, well, uh, what about you, Rob Oki? What do you think the Unbelievers said? I don't think the Unbelievers are going to vote him in just yet. I, I mean, I think he, he's on his way to deserving it. I think, like I said last week, if he doesn't go in now, he will end up in there eventually at some point. Um, but I don't think I don't think the Unbelievers are sending him there yet. Yeah, uh, he hasn't exploited right. anybody yet. I yeah, or, give, like, hurt people. <laughs> look, I always give you guys your little commentary and choices, and I never pipe up, but I will this time and say, look, some of, the, some of the time, you got to nip this in the bud, all right? Mm-hmm. This is a PP in the works. This guy has been working videos <laughs> for years that have captured millions of people's attention, and he's he's parlayed it all into this, and it's only going to get more because the dude's making money off this. He's got two sequels to it. It's big on that streaming place, whatever. But uh, fuck you to both <laughs> of you because with 14.29% <gasps> of the vote, the unbeliever said yes. And But that's not it, though, because oh, we got to say... We gotta see what people are saying in the others. All right. Does Turner Clay, aka host, belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? Dangle, maybe. Signed, Jeffrey Boomhauer Third. Oh, <laughs> Boomhauer making a return before season end. All right, thank you, Boomhauer. Does Turner Clay, aka host, belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? Sackiest of the damn sacks. And you didn't sign off, but that's just another check for yes to me, all right? Yakety sacks, yeah. <laughs> Does Turner Clay, aka host, belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? This foul mouth, this, this foul mouth Kyle wouldn't last five minutes with me. Signed, my name is Jeff. All right, Jeff, <laughs> getting in on it. <clears throat> Jeff doesn't like my it. Name is Jeff. Yeah. All right, now I'll know. I'll do the voice. It's a do the voice in the thing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> now you mess me up. <coughs> I can't do Jeff and do this. Damn it, Jeff. Does Turner Clay, a.k.a. host, belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? Ghost host enters hell well. Signed to Cat Magic. Okay. Yeah. Well, the ghost host just entered the hell well. That's another yes. Does Turner Clay belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? Host is not this man's real name. Signed Signed MQ Ultra. Good one. Roy is not this man's real name. But it wasn't really a vote. That was a neutral. Does Turner Clay belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? I'll just mail him some of P.P. Warren's sacks of shit. Signed, Unbeliever <laughs> Carol. Man, you can probably sacks. get him to him quick in his universe. Okay. You, uh. you turn this knob with one hand as you stroke the stick plate with the other. And when you feel that stick, you leave that knob in the position it was oh, God. in. These guys are going to be best friends soon. Great one, Carol. Does Turner Clay, a.k.a. host, belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? Yeah, for the seventh time, Russ. Yes, we have seen the video. All right, all right. (laughs) Who's that? That's definitely a black flag if we don't know his name. Signed, Drea Mora. What? That was not me. Look, there's no way you would sign off as your own name. All right. Yeah, that'd that'd be insane. That that right there is a black flag, so let's... This... Yeah, whoever you are. Go on. Do. Explode out of it! <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that was not me. Seen the video, though, right? 
F you, fake Dreamora. But good one, Dre- fake Dreamora. You're in the lead. Does, oh, Turner, does Turner Clay, a.k.a. host, belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? Host with the most credentials. A credible SOS. Signed, Dr. Split Dick. So far, this one comes up incredible to me. All right, it's credible. That's a vote for it. All right, does... And do, great one, Dr. Splitik. We love it. Does Turner Clay, a.k.a. host, belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? That baby went into warp drive right to the SOS Hall of Fame at <laughs> Nunchuck Bop. Oh, the Nunchuck Bop lobby has just come in, and yeah, they pull in the best clip ever. That baby went in warp drive. <laughs> yeah, that's... Thanks, Nunchuck Bop. That's Ed Walters telling you that, and uh, I love the guy, but he, he teetered in there as well. Not <laughs> Does Turner Clay, a.k.a. host, belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? He may be a sack of shit, but he's really good at it. Signed, mm. Corrupted Mask. Oh, that's a good one. I'm really good at it. Well, he's already calling him sack of shit. That's another vote. Does Turner Clay, <sighs> a.k.a. host, belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? Can you, can you fucking hear me? Yes. Signed, Wombat <laughs> Preservationist. I think that's a dig at Turner Clay. Uh, yeah. Got something of him, right? Tr- mistreating the 991. Oh, my God. This is just stupid. Yes. <laughs> Close enough. It's stupid. Great one, Wombat. Does Turner Clay, a.k.a. host, belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? Absolutely is an SOS. At least have the decency to hire a script supervisor or, you know, write a script. SMH signed Blue Box UFO. Yeah, you get it. You <laughs> get it. You know what's going on, Blue Box UFO, with this. It's terrible. And he's making money off this. Does Turnerclay, aka host, belong the SOS Hall of Fame? Look at me. I'm a fucking ghost hunter with a shitty Walmart piece of shit. Signed to Okay. <laughs> that was pretty good. Have a shitty phone camera. Yay! <laughs> oh man, K-Mill, you might be tied for the lead. Damn it, K-Mill, you're always you're too good. Stop it. Does Turner Clay, aka host, belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? That had to be the absolute worst documentary I ever heard of. He is the worst. Five exclamation points. Didn't sign <laughs> off. Thank you. Five exclamation points. You're right though. You counted. Oh, wow. I Does love Turner that Clay, review. Does Turner Clay, a.k.a. host, belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? Does red wine mixed with grenadine taste like cough syrup and give me a nasty-ass hangover? Yep. Ooh. Signed, Spermy Paracox. Yes. Like that tonight. That's another <laughs> yes. Good one, Spermy Paracox. Does Turner Clay belong in the SOS Hall of Fame? How do we know he isn't a pedophile? This is a baseless, <laughs> a- this is a baseless accusation, <laughs> but we can't know for sure. Signed, <laughs> Jack. Uh. What is this? Oh, the good. I love it. Good one, Bold Jack. Time, yeah. I can't Baby believe that. Mark. I can't believe what I just freaking saw. Stan Romanek, piece of shit. He's Sack about of to, shit. Yeah, he's about to be in the same cell with these losers. And the final one, does Turner Clay, a.k.a. Belong, belong in the SOS Hall of Fame. Please do sightings next. Its creator host is USAF. Signed, Pants Filler. And yes, we will. Thank you, Pants Filler. We will definitely, we love sightings. But... Wow. Yeah. All right. So many good ones tonight. We got a dang old maybe from Jeffrey Boomhauer III. Great to have you back, Boomhauer. Uh, if you didn't sign off, I can't read any of this. But the f- this file mouth Kyle wouldn't last five minutes with me. Signed, Jeff. Um, Ghost host enters Hellwell from Cat Magic. Host is not this man's real name from MQ Ultra. Uh, there's so many great ones. I'll just mail him some of PBU sex. The shit from Carol. Love it. Uh, yeah, for the seventh time, Russ. We Yes, we have seen the video. That's definitely a black flag if we don't know his name. <laughs> 
Andre Amora, uh, host with the most credentials, incredible SOS, Dr. Splintek. That baby went into Warp Drive, right? To SOS Hall of Fame. Everyone voting him in. <laughs> there's got to be a winner, and there's definitely going to be a loser in this. There's so many, though. Does red wine mixed with grenadine taste like cough syrup and give me a nasty-ass hangover? Yes, Bernie Caracox. It's had to be ab- Oh, you didn't sign off. Look at me. I'm a fucking ghost hunter with a shitty Walmart piece of shit <laughs> from K-Mill. Uh, please do sightings. Yes, we will. And uh, Jack had a great one. How do we know he isn't a pedophile? This is a basic ass. This is a baseless accusation, but we can't know for sure. I'm going to leave it up to, man... Uh, I'm going to leave it up to Rob tonight. Rob Oki, who just won poll result? Oh, man. I really like the last one. Like, how do we know he's not a pedophile? Because <laughs> he's, he hasn't proved that he isn't. Um, how do we not but, know? Yeah, we never But know. I have to give it to Drea Mora for God this damn one. It. Drea Mora right. knocked the ball out of the park. I don't even know All who right. that person is. It's, it's Who are you? And why the other Drea Mora. Oh, God. All right. Well, congratulations, Drea Mora with, yeah, for the seventh <laughs> time, Russ. Yes, we have seen the video. It's definitely a black flag oh if we don't God. know his name. Congratulations, Drea more you just want poll results <laughs> well that's my first time winning poll results ever <laughs> cool thank you hey first time for everything hey it was yeah. good i couldn't i couldn't let them i couldn't let them not win you know they yeah well i appreciate them ghostwriting for me because now i i won i'm a winner <laughs> yes, and bask yeah, in it now you. because we're not going to be uh, celebrating winners anymore. We are going to be defaming losers right now. And ah, this, Rob, put in whatever patriotic music you want here. I'm just ad-libbing this because he, much like uh, the other, much like Gibbs, who just didn't even deserve a proper mm. induction because of just, you're just low level. You're getting in because we you, we just have to keep an eye on you and you deserve to be in there. Right? So... Turner Clay, a.k.a. Host, for making really, really shitty but almost believable ghost videos, but with the malicious intent of faking the public, and bringing this to a climax by making fake ghost documentaries and creating face go- fake ghost Facebook ghost characters, whatever you're doing, <laughs> This documentary, this Blackwell ghost story you invented in your own house with terrible actors and and just your just awful demeanor and your just toilet trash mouth. Because of this, the unbelievers have decided, I'm sorry, dude, the haters have shown up. You're going into the SOS Hall of Fame. All right, cut it right there. That's all he gets. Okay. Yeah, that's where he, the music comes in, right? <laughs> he cut or, him or, off. The, the music going there was the going to be music. There's there was going to be music underneath. No, there was the great time. music. You didn't hear it. It sounded so patriotic, but he doesn't even deserve <laughs> it. He doesn't deserve that kind of recognition on this day. We're about to move he on. Put some metal music behind it. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we've come to the end of the show, and before we get out of here, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, we're, we will not be here next week, uh, be, and then we'll, we'll be back, episode 51, episode 52, we're going to ring out a year, and then we're going to do a live Christmas episode, call-in, fun show, if you want to be part of that show, just reach out to any of us, and... Big plug now. Drea, how's it going so far? We got this secret Schneider gift exchange going, and it's been going for a few days. How's it going so far? Yeah, there's some interest. You know, people wanting to sign up, but if you want to sign up, you need to also send me that information at unbelievablesanta at gmail.com. I can put your name down that you're interested, but I need that info. 
Send her that info. Send her the damn info if you want to get into that secret Schneider. Yeah. Anywhere. I mean, like, if you can't if you can't remember the email address, then you can find me at Unbeliever Dre, Unbeliever Dre at Twitter, Best Dre Amora on Instagram, and Unbelievers Podcast at Instagram. Yeah, hit any of us up. We'll send you the right way. UnbelievableSan at gmail.com. Send those details. Look, all of us are in on the gift exchange this year. It's just a great big secret Santa of fun, weird stuff you can get. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun, and you find yourself you know making new friends out of it, and it's it's a it just it, come on, it's there's fun. not a lot of us Christmas out there. Fun. There's yeah. not a lot of us out there. It's not expensive. You don't have to go crazy. It's just a little fun. Just look into it. And I also want to say a couple things before we go. Uh, we're gonna plug Serial Spirits. I got to Brendan. I got to sit down with him and do a great episode. It was a lot of fun. Check that yeah. out. And. We, it's going to be a couple of days old when you hear this, but, you know, shout out to all, all the vets out there on Veterans Day. We had a mm. great day. Did a great Veterans Day event for all our vets. A lot of fun. And um, that's it. I'm not plugging anything. That's it. What about you, Dre Amore? You got anything you'd like to say before we get out of here? No, it was just mostly that. The Secret Schneider, if you're interested, like I said, unbelievablesanta at gmail.com. I just want people to focus on that. Yeah. Dre a Santa this year. It's a, you better make Christmas awesome for her. And what about yeah, you, ho. Rob? Um, I guess everybody just go check out the Patreon. Uh, so, you know, the end of the season is coming up, but we're going to, we're going to keep going on the Patreon during our, uh, our little break that we're going to take between seasons. Um, so, you know, if you're really loving the show and you can't go without it for a couple weeks, there'll still be some <laughs> Patreon stuff happening on the Patreon. Um, but besides that, yeah, you know, uh, check out my website, okiaudio.com. Uh, check out my Instagram, Rob Oki. And, uh, and yeah. Yeah, and, and apologies if I have actually, uh, any of the vets out there, I know I was talking about soldiers bopping aliens on the head with their rifles <laughs> and stuff. Hey, look, that might have been Nunchuck Bop's grandpa for all we know, all right? You were just yeah. doing, <laughs> you were just taking orders. This is how it is. We're not coming down on you. You got to bop them aliens, bop them aliens. The Unbelievers podcast host today were Drea Mora and me, Russ Ryan. Our producer and soundboard engineer is Rob Oakey. You can join our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Unbelievers Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Unbelievers Pod and Instagram at Unbelievers Podcast. Our Facebook group is the Unbelievable Podcast Network. Check out our merch store at cafepress.com slash Unbelievers Podcast. And thanks so much to all of you patrons, Little BB, Dr. Ortega, Tyler Ventura, William Fox, Corrupted Matt, Michael Shields, Michael Phillips, Weary Exile, Carol Valley, Manny, MQ Ultra, CJP, Braden Hit, Raymond Ruel, Todd X, Christopher Panici, The Moon, That Judgy Moon, Mike Henry, Taylor Nelson, Bryce Cronenberg Jr., Don Bright, Shanna Ferrigno, Tom O'Connell, Mark Braun, Donna Bands, Jenna Stevens, Cat Chaos, Robert Groom, and Jason Kelly, and Mike and Jackass, our official composer and theme song creators, Unbelievable A.A. Ron. Check him out on Instagram. That's at the Aaron Schilb. Our official composer and theme song creator is Unbeliever A.A. Ron, a.k.a. Aaron Schilb. Follow him on Instagram at the Aaron Schilb. Our official graphic designer and card maker who designed our logo is Raymond Rowell. Check out his work at P. Raven Creative on Twitter and Project Raven Creative on Instagram. Our official Unbeliever without a title is Chris DeMareas. Hey, we need a title from you, Chris DeMareas. You're at the... You get it one. You get one. Let us know. What do you want? Our official unbeliever peacefully eating a hamburger is Michelle Durham. Our official ghost hunter is Amelia Childs and ghost hunting in New England. Our official senior European correspondent is Kay Mill. Our official guardian of the bench is at Krakenstacker. Our official alien bopper is Nunchuck Bob. And this week's unbeliever focus is Jackass from the Patreon. Who is... <laughs> 
He's is just as excited as I am for the Mandalorian TV show when I asked what classic Star Wars alien he was looking forward to seeing. He said... The extraterrestrial predators of aliens. Oh, close enough. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Thank you, Vince. Our imaginations run so wild Like those of a little, little child When we think about the secret location That's so protected by the U.S. nation Area 51 What happens in Area 51? kind of crazy UFO experiments all the aliens land there and they communicate with our government leaders oh oh area 51 what's going on over there oh Dribble.